Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Water Cooler, the world's most statistically average sports podcast brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals, featuring 334 shows with a stable of former players and local media personalities. Check us out today at Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V. My name is Ryan Saba, the most electrifying voice in sports information, and with me as always... What up, what up? It's me, it's me, it's Lukey C, a.k.a. the Crockpot. What are we talking about today? Today, back on the bullshit once again. NFL Week 4 review, Week 5 preview. couple solid good minutes on college football. No baseball this week. I think uh, I think after some of the predictions that I made in baseball last week, did, I think it's... Did your, did your ALCS picks go 0-4? <laughs> yes, I was done with my with the ALCS within 48 hours of the playoffs starting. So I'm really glad I prefaced the whole segment last week with I haven't really been paying much attention to baseball this year because if I would have been like, man, I'm so dialed into baseball right now, like that would be even more embarrassing than it already is. So we're going to stay away from baseball probably permanently. We're going to wrap up with. Some NBA Finals, a little NBA Finals update. So, before we get into that, the wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at the games this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. We are now four, two, and two. Worst week so far last week. A push and a and a no contest. Luke took Tennessee, or excuse me, took Pittsburgh. The Pittsburgh and Tennessee game, obviously was postponed due to COVID. I took the under in Arizona Panthers. The under was 52. That was a push. So hopefully this week we can get some wins. So I, what are you going to go with this week is, is your free money pick of the week? So kind of a sloppy slate again. Oh, man, um, isn't it? Yeah, just just taking a look at some of these numbers, some some big numbers again this week. But um, I'm going to go with one that, uh, that might surprise you a little. I'm going to take... The Jacksonville Jaguars plus six at the coachless and GMless Houston, Texas. Houston breaking, Texans. Breaking news. Bill O'Brien fired. So probably a little late. Yeah. You know, they waited a long time. I think they should have done this before they gave him all the power and let him trade away their entire future and yeah. sign bad contracts all yeah. summer. Not too sexy of a job right now. Okay, so you're taking Jacksonville plus six and a half on the road? Plus six. Plus six on the yep. road. I am sticking with the over-unders. I'm taking the over in the Bucks, Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Chicago Bears game Thursday night. It's 44. I'm taking the over. So from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online, and there is always the online casino. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today. And take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet online, your online sports book experts. With that, let's get right into our week four recap. As always, 
The Monday night games this week are yet to be played at the time of recording. Kansas City and New England are playing right now, so we can't take some of that into consideration, so keep that in mind. So who's your best win of week four? We like to talk about good teams on this podcast, so haven't talked much about this team yet. I decided that my best win of the week was the Cleveland Browns, 49 over the Dallas Cowboys, 38. It was a fun one. It was a fun game to watch. Uh, tilted a little bit there in the fourth quarter, the midst of them giving up 24 points before, uh, before Beckham slammed the door on them. Speaking of Beckham, had eight targets, five catches for 81 yards and two touchdowns, and uh, two more rushes. I talked about the big one there at the end, the 50-yarder for the touchdown. He had a 23-yard carry earlier. All seven of his touches went for either a first down or a touchdown. I saw a tweet today, too, from Ian Rappaport and mentioned that he thought that Beckham looked faster, and he's actually averaging more speed during gameplay over this year than he has over the past two years. So finally fully healthy. I know last year he had the uh, the core injury, the, the sport tourney there, and you could really tell it that that had slowed him, slowed him down. But he's back, man. He's all the way back, and he looks like uh, – he looks like himself again, and, and that's, a, that's a very good thing to have on your team. 307 total rushing yards. That's more than the New York Giants have as a football team. They have 306. That's more than the Houston Texans have as a football team. They have 294 all season. Dearness Johnson had .3 EPA per play, 62% success rate. Kareem Hunt had the top PFF rushing grade. Dearness Johnson had the fourth highest rushing grade on PFF. And uh, you know, Cleveland's rolling right now. Just talking a little bit about the team itself, they're 10th in yards per play, have scored the third most points, and that includes that six-point dud in week one against the Ravens. Most rushing yards in the league, 818 yards. The closest next, next closest is the Ravens at 646. So, you know, you're looking at over 150 yards difference there. Eight rushing TDs also leads the league, and they're ninth in expected points. So it's definitely the offense. I mean, the defense – is not as bad as you know it might as as it might look. Um, Are you going to try to talk yourself into this defense right now? No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not saying it's a good defense at all. Okay. Like, don't get me wrong. But um, you know, they're 14th in EPA per play. Dude, An- uh, Andrew Sendejo is. Yeah, he's not good. Um, you know, he's very, very not good, and we still allow <laughs> tight ends to murder us. <laughs> He is very not good. That's right. <laughs> and we, we we still allow the tight ends to murder us, but um, I'm sorry, murder the Browns. But, you know, for the most part, I think they're it's, – it's obviously a defense that you can win with. You know, they just played against one of the best offenses in the NFL, and granted they had to score 49 points to do it, but they, they won the game. That defense yeah. is very New Orleans. They're going to give up points, but they're going to turn you over a couple times. You know, obviously Miles Garrett's doing his thing. Ward's doing his thing, so it's yeah, it's frustrating sometimes, but they're opportunistic. And like I said, the, you know, we're seeing this record scoring across the league, so it's it's not just – that's just something that I think we have to keep in mind when you're looking and at these defenses. You know, it's not just the Browns. I mean, like I said, they're about middle of the pack in success rate and EPA per play, and uh, so it, defenses across the board are just down. But that was my win of the week. Uh, that was an awesome game. Dallas played everything perfectly in the fourth quarter, and then uh, you know Beckham came in and slammed the door on him. That was that was a fun game. So who'd you have for the best win? I had a feeling you were going to pick the Browns, so I stayed away from them. It's a team that you have a 
complicated relationship with. So, and you know, your highs are really high and your lows are really low. So I had a feeling that your high would be really high today. So I stayed away from the Browns. The three that I had in contention are the Browns, the Colts, and the Carolina Panthers. And I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go with the Carolina Panthers beating the Arizona Cardinals 31 to 21. This Carolina team has really responded to losing their best player the last two weeks. And that defense is it's pretty darn good. They're top 10 in total yards allowed. They're better against the pass than the run. But their defense is, is pretty darn good. Teddy Bridgewater, he's played well. I mean, there's really no other way to say it. I mean, he's not lighting it up. But... Yesterday, on Sunday, he had 275 yards. He had three total touchdowns, threw for two, run for one, uh, 70% completion percentage. He's actually averaging 75% completion percentage over the last three games. He had a 98.5 uh, quarterback rating yesterday. So, you know, Teddy Bridgewater's coming in there. He's he's playing well. And obviously, they lost McCaffrey. But yesterday, Mike Davis and uh, Reggie uh, Bonifon had 137 yards rushing combined. This is something that the Browns are obviously going to be experiencing over the next several weeks with Nick Chubb out. When guys go down, you got to have guys step in. Luckily, we have Kareem Hunt, but you know, you talked about uh, Dearness Johnson stepped in. So Carolina's sort of doing a running back by committee situation, and both those guys are really showing up. And then Robbie Anderson, Robbie Anderson's been great. He's sixth in the NFL in receiving yards. He had six catches for 99 yards yesterday. I mean, he's been making plays week in and week out. So I've been really impressed with what that Carolina team has done, especially considering how bad we thought they were going to be with McCaffrey. And for them to beat San Diego, or excuse me, the Chargers, LA Chargers, who, frankly, the Chargers have looked pretty good. They've they've almost beat some teams. They've looked pretty decent different team with with Herbert in there so you know to beat them and then turn back around and and beat the Cardinals who maybe aren't as good as we thought they were early on but still I think that's a good win I I like what the Carolina Panthers did who's your worst loss of the week I kind of already touched on it it's the Houston Texans losing at home Minnesota Vikings as we mentioned already it it cost uh, O'Brien his job just all over the board they're just not very it's not very good. I know Watson had 300 yards and no picks, but uh, .08 EPA per play, minus 2.6 on his CPOE. It just, not, it just wasn't a good game. Um, they never had a lead, and that, that is just not a very good football team that they lost to. They don't really do and, anything good. Mm-mm. I mean, to not, to not even have a lead against that team. They've had a rough just... schedule leading up to that, so there was kind of a little bit of a pass for them the first couple weeks. But that game I agree, yesterday. but if, if you're a playoff team, you find a way to win one of those three games. Yeah, no doubt. Like, you, you just have to find a way to do <laughs> no, it. No doubt. Um, so I guess, you know, trading your best player for a washed-up running back is yeah, probably man. not a great move. You know, we mentioned he traded all, you know, his first and second-round picks next year. The Texans' picks are gone. They got Laramie Tunsil, though. Yeah, that's... <laughs> 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 I mean, Deshaun is... Deshaun is, uh, he's good, and I just feel like, you know, he's not perfect, but he, he's good, and I just feel like it's, it, it's, he's got a 
He's going to have a long career if, if he's there and he just signed that big extension. The only person that's getting hit more than him is Joe Burrow. I mean, he's getting hit. He's out there running for his life. I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on down there. Mm-hmm. So that, that was my worst loss. Um, but just real quick, just touching on their, their whole season. Um, they have 80 total points this season, mm-hmm. which is only ahead of the Washington football team and the two New Yorks. They're 26 in expected points. They have the third worst overall point differential at minus 46 ahead of only both New Yorks. So, I mean, it's just, it's, it's all bad. And uh, this is not something that a new coach fixes. You know, this is a team that it's going to take a while. It's, it's going to be, forget about this year. They're on four. They're done. No coach. You know, they're going to hire a coach this offseason. And I don't think they will be much of a threat next season either. You know, there's just not much that you can do to the roster. And it's just, it's just not good enough. Who do you have for your worst loss? You know, I will say one other thing there. The one thing they have going for them is they already have their franchise quarterback in place. So, you know, they don't have to use that. What They're, they're clearly going to be drafting probably in the top five or six. Uh, so they don't have to use that pick on a quarterback. So I think well, that, that – They're is, not because Miami has that pick. That's a good point. There you go. Touche. <laughs> so, Jesus, that's sad. Um Worst loss for me, it comes down to two teams, the Jags or the 49ers. I'm going to go with the 49ers losing the Eagles at home 25-20. Dog, that was your must-win game last week, and they did it. They did it. And regardless, I think that it's it's a it's a horrible <laughs> loss for San Francisco. They're up going into, going into the fourth quarter. Now, they were up a field goal, but they were still up, and they gave up 14 points in the fourth quarter to the fifth-worst offense in the NFL. Period. Uh, the injuries finally caught up to him. They're really struggling at the quarterback position. Mullins, you know, he got the streamer benched. didn't exactly he, work out. He threw that. But, I mean, before that, he's he's been playing well. He just – he did not play well. Philly's defense played good. I'm not, I'm not going to give it – I'm not going to take it away from him. You know, but to lose that game, you're up. You give up 14 points to the fifth-worst offense in the NFL in the fourth quarter. And Wentz was better, but he still had two more turnovers. He had another pick. He had another fumble. He leads the NFL in interceptions. Even though we expected San Francisco to take a step back, and then obviously, okay, a step back. They went 14-2 and last year, right? 14-2 or 13. Or 13-3. Either Either way. So a step back's maybe 10 wins, right? And then, you know, they're banged up and they have injuries, so maybe that's a couple more. I mean, they don't look like – they don't look like – an eight or nine win team to me right now. I mean, they they don't really do anything well. Their defense is okay, but I'm really frustrated with San Francisco. You know what? We'll we'll talk more about that later. I have a feeling we're going to bring them up again, and I'll ask some very poignant questions. So let's talk trending. Who's the team for you that's trending up right now? It's the Colts, man. Uh, they look uh, that that defense is pretty good. I know I talked about. Just uh, in the opening segment here about defenses being down, but they're not one of them. Um, <clears throat> they're second in success rate and EPA per play. I'm sorry, first in EPA per play. And they're really, really good against the run. I'm sorry, against the pass. Uh, the best defense in the NFL against the pass for success rate and EPA and, and uh, about ninth against, uh, against the rush. And if Rivers isn't out there, having to chuck the ball a billion times, you know, I think that they're going to be okay. You know, I just like how they're coming together now that uh, 
Darius Leonard injury is kind of a big deal for them. Yeah. He's really he's really good defender. Yeah. I don't know how long he's out, but uh but they're definitely trending up for me. They only gave up three points. They haven't given up a thousand yards yet. Yeah, they've given up nine hundred and forty six total yards. So it's just a really stout defense and uh you know, the offense is doing enough to get by. They, they only given up three points going into that fourth quarter last night and falls through the garbage time touchdown to Allen Robinson, which is great for fantasy. But, uh, yeah, so, um, so they're, they're trending up for me. They're, they're getting close to that uh, top five-ish, I would say. Really? Who do you have trending up? It's Indianapolis Colts for me as well. Their defense is lying the fewest yards per game in the NFL. It's, they're only giving up 236 yards a game. Uh, the next closest team is San Francisco, and they're beating San Francisco by 60 yards. Uh, you talked about their passing defense. They're only allowing 160 pass yards per game. I mean, in this league, in this passing league, they'll only be giving up 160 yards per game. is pretty significant. They're only giving up 14 points a game. They're winning games pretty convincingly, and they've won three in a row after laying – that egg week one against Jacksonville. I was down on them after week one, but over the last three weeks, they've really turned it around, and they have a favorable schedule moving forward. You know, they play the Browns this week. They're favored in that game. They play the Bengals, and then they're at the Lions. So the next three weeks, depending on what happens this week, you know, they could be in a situation. They're 3-1 and one right now. They could be 5-2. and two. They could maybe be 6-1. and one. We'll see. In that division that they're in right now with Houston down big, Tennessee not really. I don't think anybody really knows what Tennessee is right now. And obviously Jacksonville's overachieved a little bit, but they're coming down to earth. So I'm going to say the Colts, they're trending up. They're doing everything they need to. Big game for them this week, so we'll see what happens. Who's trending down for you? So this team won yesterday uh, rather unimpressively. They're, They're my trending down team. I've been high on them all season. It's the Rams. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I I don't want to sound too harsh. You know, I I was just trying to find a team that that we want that I wanted to talk about, but uh, and I I just settled on the Rams for this game. They had 240 yards. It just it wasn't it wasn't pretty. They beat the Giants, but just kind of kind of lifeless. Jared Goff was 25 of 32, which you know pretty efficient, but. Uh, I called him out as as a fantasy as a fantasy start, and uh, he didn't get many points yesterday. Okay, so he's tied with Drew Brees for the lowest intended air yards per next gen stat. So average depth of target, he's throwing the ball five point eight yards down in the field. So Brees came up a little bit because I feel like yeah, last he was week, down around four. Yeah, man, that's. But uh, yeah, so so golf is playing efficient, but he's he's getting these dink and dunks and. If you're not getting yak on those, then that's where you start to get in trouble. It'll be interesting to see what happens moving forward. That that game yesterday was a little alarming for me. They have – oh, they're at Washington next week, at the 49ers, and then home against the Bears. So not not a super daunting schedule. They got to um, figure some things out. Yeah. You know, Washington isn't going to score a ton of points on you. Chicago certainly not. And who knows what the 49ers are going to do with the quarterback. So – Couple, couple, a uh, couple games there to try and figure some stuff out with Goff and get him back on the right track, and um, you know, hope hopefully they can. But they're trending down. Who you got trending down? Forty Nine ers. You can't lose the Eagles at home. I don't, I don't care who you are. 
at this point, anybody that loses to an NFC East team is is trending down. I mean, that should be th- those guys should just beat up on each other and not really win. None of those football teams are good. But my point is, you can't lose the Eagles at home. They've lost at home. I talked about it to the Eagles and and to the Cardinals, and the Cardinals lost to the Lions and the Panthers. So. You know, this Cardinals team isn't great. So when they beat them week one, we thought, oh, this Cardinals team's on the right right path. They're on the right trajectory. They're trending up. No, no. It's just the 49ers aren't that great. Obviously, their injury situation, it's a mess, okay? So I, I want to cut them a little bit of slack there. But they they got healthy this week, healthier, right? Kittle came back. The defense has been good. But, you know, I thought Kyle Shanahan was an offensive genius. I thought that's what I that's what I keep hearing, right? Isn't that isn't that what you isn't that the reward on the street? It's tough with all those injuries, though, man. I mean, they've got about four running backs hurt. They got, you know, they're 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 starting quarterbacks out. It's who know, doesn't it, it's, throw anyways. Look, I, I get it, I get it, but you got to find a way to do to do better. I mean, there's no every doubt team about it. in this league deals with injuries. No, for sure. Now I get it that. They were in a situation, you called it out last week, or I believe it was last week, where 40% of their salary cap or whatever was on was injured. But like I said, they got Kittle back, and they got uh, Debo Samuel back. So, you know, they got, they're they getting healthy in the skill positions. I'm really disappointed with with what I've seen with them. I need to see that team step up because I mean that div- that division is I get it Seattle's good and Russ is playing lights out but their defense is so bad that that defense or that that division is up for grabs and they're just letting it slip away by losing to some of these losing some of these games that you're supposed to win I mean I'm going to take this opportunity to say something about the Browns I think one thing that's really important that everybody needs to pay attention to and not lose sight of and I'm speaking specifically to you and all my Browns fans friends and family out there is beating teams that you're supposed to beat is progress the next step is beating teams that you're not supposed to beat so don't mistake progress for actually being a good football team now when you start losing the teams that you're supposed to beat now all of a sudden you're taking a step in the wrong direction so what the browns did yesterday while it was encouraging they should have beat that team yesterday this is going to be a test for them this week against indianapolis and uh i think they can win but it's it's going to be it's going to be interesting so you know beating teams you're supposed to is progress beating teams you're not to that's something else don't mistake progress for something else that's all i'm saying so let's move into our top 3 teams after week 4 who do you got in your top our little mini power ranking here who do you got as your top 3 right now yeah so uh, <clears throat> we talked about last week not changing much at that monday night game with the chiefs and the ravens and not to overreact to it and also the Packers were my third team in there last week. So I had the same three. It, it is still the, the Packers are at third. Haven't played. They play this evening. Um, I they expect sh- them to win. They should. But uh, you never know. And, um, <clears throat> and then I did. I flip-flopped them. I moved, <laughs> I moved Baltimore down one. I just think that 
Kansas City demonstrated that they were the better football team. I think it was just that simple. And uh, as we sit here watching Kansas City now, they have six points with uh, two minutes left to What's go. What's the score? And New England is driving. It's six to three. Well, it's a barn and New England, New England is driving. So, but uh, but yeah, no, so it's no top three: Kansas City, Baltimore, and Green Bay. Who you got? Kansas City, Baltimore, and Green Bay. So last week I had Baltimore at one, I had Seattle at two, and I had Kansas City at three. That's how it was for me the first couple weeks. I have a complete shakeup. I have Kansas City at one now. They moved from three to one. They're defending champs, so you got to give them some credit for that. I probably wasn't giving them enough credit for being the defending champions. And they pretty much dominated the previous number one on Monday Night Football. They dominated that football game. Baltimore came back a little bit at the end there to make the score a lot closer than it was. Kansas City's my clear-cut number one. Number two, I, I move Baltimore down from one to two. Kansas City seems to be their kryptonite. You know, it's one of those situations every team has it. But Baltimore, when we're talking regular season football, they basically only lose to Kansas City and the Browns. That's it. So they they, they don't really lose to anybody else. So I'm going to go ahead and say they've already beat the Browns once this year. So, you know, I, I think Baltimore's still still really good. Uh, we'll see what happens. I, I have a feeling those teams are probably still going to play in the playoffs. Most likely. We'll see what happens. And number three, this is where the real shakeup happens. So I moved Seattle out of my top three. So they're in tier two right now. I have Seattle, Buffalo, and Green Bay right there in my tier two. So that leaves one team for my number three team. That's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady has been... Really good. Uh, he threw a pick six yesterday, but outside of that, he's got three picks, you know, so he's he's been a little shaky with the ball, but I'm going to give credit to my boy Dan Arlovsky. I call him out almost every week now at this point, but he gave a great stat this morning on get up. Yesterday, Brady was six of seven on deep balls for 185 yards. He threw five touchdowns. That team does still, I believe, even though they gave up 31 points yesterday to uh, the Chargers, I do believe they have the best defense of the NFC contenders. And let's take, let's move back to, to Brady throwing five touchdowns. Let's not forget that that Chargers defense two weeks ago, they shut down Pat Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. And then they put up 38 points on them. So I'm going to move Tampa into... My third slot, I think that any of those teams in Tier 2 right now, Seattle, Buffalo, or Green Bay, very easily, depending on who those teams play week to week, I have a feeling that that third spot's going to be a revolving door here for a while. So that's where I'm going with Kansas City, Baltimore, and Tampa Bay. New segment this week. We spend a lot of time doing our top three and talking about teams that are trending up and trending down and all that best wins of the week. It's We're at the point in the season, we're through the, the first quarter of the season where it's really starting to shake out. We're getting a sense of what teams are for real and what teams aren't. So we're going to start talking about, I don't know if we're going to do this every week, but we're going to check in on this every few weeks or so. The race for the number one draft pick. Who do you got right there right now? Talk to me. You know, it's a shame that they they moved the draft from Radio City because it's going to be one of those two teams. 
It's gonna be one of those two New York teams. Well, it's not um, a shame where they. It's not a shame where they moved it to, though. Hey, I'm glad that this is the first time we've done this because I had the Panthers on this list uh, earlier in Jacksonville. You <laughs> know what I mean? Jacksonville. Jacksonville was on there for sure. I think it's really interesting though for both these two teams because, well, let's just take a look here real quick and, and get the the ugly stuff out of the way. Um, <clears throat> New York Jets have 65 points. Yeah. Um, they have 65 points on offense, and they have surrendered 131. They have minus 66 point differential, which is the worst in the NFL. And uh, the New York Giants, same type of deal, 47 total points. They've only allowed 96, but that minus 49 point differential, second worst in the NFL. They're the two worst teams. They they, they really don't do anything. Which one do you think's worse? I think I think it's the Jets. Yeah, so do I. Um, but I kind of want the Giants to get that number one pick because I want to see Gettleman just refuse to trade down and then take like the tackle from Oregon because, <laughs> because he just never trades down and he just thinks he's smarter than everybody. And I just think it would just be so good to, to watch them skip on a, a quarterback. You know, Jones hasn't been terrible. He's, I mean, he's not good, but he hasn't been awful. But I, I definitely, I definitely don't think that you should skip on, <laughs> on a guy like, uh, like Lawrence or even fields for him. So it'll be interesting to see, and then it'd also be interesting if the Jets do end up getting it. What they do, I mean, are they, um, they're, they're, I don't think they're going to give up on Darnold. Maybe you think they I are. I don't, but I mean, Gase is getting fired. I mean, they're going to have a new coach. They're going to have a new yeah. coach. You know, maybe that new coach wants to handpick his quarterback, like like we saw with uh, with Arizona when they, yeah. you know, they took they took Rosen in the top ten. The year before Cliff Kingsbury was hired, and Cliff comes in there and says, "I, I want Kyler Murray," and uh, you know it's, it seems to be working out so far for them. So it, it could be interesting. And I don't think the Giants are getting rid of Judge anytime soon. So I would you know, hope maybe. That. And uh, you know you got to think that he was comfortable with Daniel Jones when he took that job. So, but it, it's, it's interesting. You know, I, I do think it's the Jets though. I think they're going to have that number one pick, and uh, be interesting to see where Darnold ends up if they do decide to go with the quarterback. They just have so many holes. I could see them trading down and trying to fill up some holes um, just because their their roster is just in shambles. Who do you got for your race for the number one pick? I mean, look, it's tough to not say the Jets and the Giants. I mean, they're, they're number one and number two. I do think the Jets are actually worse. But I picked a couple teams sort of on the outside looking in that very well could be competing for that by the end of the season, especially if you see – you know, the Giants start to play better, new new coaching staff, those kind of things. I think Houston at this point is right there. Obviously, they just fired Bill O'Brien. I mean, they just they can't score points. Their defense can't really stop anybody. I, I, Houston might be in there. And the other one is the Lions, man. Like, that Matt Patricia situation is going off the rails really quick. I mean, you're seeing a lot of people based on his post-game press conference yesterday where he talked about how there was a lot of things that needed to be fixed. The media is turning on him very, very quickly. and Well, you see ownership basically come out and defend him every single week. Yeah. I mean, so I, I don't know. I mean, it's getting late early for him too, so. I mean, I don't necessarily think that anybody's going to beat the Jets out for the first pick, but I think those are 
couple other teams to keep an eye on. And, and you hit the nail on the head. So when you look at the Jets, it's coaching. When you look at Houston, it's coaching. Obviously, they fired him. Now Romeo Cannell is going to come in there. Is it officially Romeo, or were you just texting me that? No, it is. It is. So, you know, Romeo is going to come in, much different coach. So maybe you'll see a little bit of a change there. We'll see the Lions situations clearly coaching. But you hit the nail on the head. Giants, it's a front office. It's Gettleman. It's his philosophy his old school mentality i mean anybody who's listened to this podcast over an extended period of time has heard me completely lambaste david gettleman and the situation or the excuse me the decisions that he makes starting with drafting a running back at number two when you need a quarterback all the way to trying to prove that you're smarter than everybody by taking daniel jones at number six Uh, there's just a lot of things that they've done that are questionable so we'll see Let's get into any other – you want to take any last shots at Dave Gettleman before we move on? I mean, that, that's always fun. It's like a carnival game. Uh, I, got my, I, got, I got my fix. <laughs> All right, so let's go into we, – we did our – in our NFL preview, we did our inaugural water cooler NFL challenge, our season-long head-to-head contest where we picked teams – and we get points throughout the course of the season. It's the end of the first quarter of the season, four games in, almost. There's a couple teams that we have that are playing tonight, so we'll take that into consideration. Matter of fact, there's three, right? You have New England, I have Kansas City, and do I have Green Bay or do you? Uh, you do, oh, I but do. I, also have, I also have Pittsburgh and Tennessee. You also have Pittsburgh and Tennessee. Yeah, so but but it'll get it all get sorted out. It will. So let's let's take a look at so for obviously so just, for me, <laughs> let's recap what teams we have and what the scores are. Okay, so uh, <clears throat> Team Saba is rolling with Seattle, Kansas City, Tampa, Dallas, Indy, Green Bay, and Buffalo. Very very strong. Your lowest uh, contributor here is Dallas at one and three, but we mentioned it. I mean. Just a disgusting division. I wish that I they're in. Been. They're going to end up. They're going to end up winning some, some games. I just real quick. I just want, I was just looking at the standings here. Philadelphia is obviously in first place with that win last night. One, two, and one. Uh, their point differential is minus twenty three. Washington and Dallas are both in second, at one and three. Point differentials of minus 33, minus 20, and the New York Giants are already talking about minus 49. <laughs> I'm glad the, the Cleveland Browns get to play that division this year. I know. Maybe we'll get, get off our minus two-point differential. But uh, anyway, so, yeah, those are the, that was your team. And then uh, I've, I've got New Orleans, as we mentioned, uh, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, and Tennessee, New England, Philly, and San Francisco. So, doesn't look great for me and right now the total score is 20 to 16 uh you're winning that that matchup uh, as we said though um <clears throat> some of those teams playing tonight i mean philly looks really rough uh i'm only, who knows up, about by, I'm only up by four points yeah i thought i mean way it's dallas dallas is fucking me on now well see so you got you got um two four and oh teams at seattle and buffalo oh and, and oh wait Kansas City's three, you know. I have that updated. Yes. So you're twenty one sixteen. Okay. So you got Yeah, you got all four and three wins except for Dallas. Like Indy's three and one, Green Bay's is Green Bay 
Green Bay's on, they're undefeated. They're, they're, but they're, they're, but oh, no, they're, they're, they're playing tonight, right. so they're right. three and zero. So yeah, it's 21 16. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. Tampa doesn't scare me. I just I, I don't know. The defense is good. I just don't. I don't see. You don't like Brady. That's that's why you that's, you, you can't bring yourself to think that they could actually be good. He had a good game yesterday. He had a good game. His his old bones got going yesterday after that pick six woke him up. Buffalo scares but, uh, me a little bit. Like they feel sometimes their stretches. I watch them though. There's stretches of the games where they look like they might be like one of the two or three best teams in the NFL. But far more they look like fool's gold. Like they'll have like six or seven minute stretches where they're hitting on all cylinders and then they'll go two quarters and they don't do shit. I don't know, man. That collapsed last week. Like they're know. gonna New England's gonna beat them. You know New England's gonna beat them when they play in a few weeks. Well, that's just like a that's like a mental thing. Right. And <laughs> then like do kid brother. But when New England beats them, now then do they start like falling off the rails then? Uh, twenty-one sixteen through the first quarter. Uh, go ahead. I fucked up this whole game by not just taking Kansas City first. That was so stupid. I'm. I try, to get, I try to get too cute. Well, I wish I wouldn't have taken Dallas. We may have to sit here and think about this and maybe do some sort of a, a make a trade. A, maybe make a trade, but we we'll, trade one team in. Yeah, but we'll have to. We'll have to do something where, like, you have to keep the points from the team that was there, right? You only get points from that team oh. once once they come. You know what I mean? Yeah, something yeah. something like that. We'll from, have to put the point s- that you trade them. Yes, in. we'll have to do yeah. some kind of stipulation. So I don't know. We'll we'll talk about it over the over the next few weeks. Before we get into anything else, you want to do on on the game on the on the on the inaugural water cooler NFL challenge. Nah, just that I, I fucked up by not taking Mahomes. It's just stupid. Yeah. I, you didn't think I was going to take him. And I let you talk me into that stupid snake draft. <laughs> before we what start do you got? What do you got? Before we start looking towards week 5, summer is over and fall is upon us. With so much changing, it's increasingly difficult to find that extra time for you. The time you need to take care of yourself and look your best. With Plexiderm, all you need is 10 minutes and you can look 10 years younger. Plexiderm is a clinically studied serum that gives your appearance the right kind of changes. It visibly reduces wrinkles, fine lines, and even under eye bags in minutes and the results will last for hours. You can try a six-application trial pack for just $14.95 with free shipping when you visit TryPlexiderm.com and use the code BELIEVE. Again, that's TryPlexiderm.com and use the code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, at checkout. Make those wrinkles, lines, and other eye bags disappear with Plexiderm. All right, let's move to week five. Not a lot of great games this week. I'm going to be honest. There's a lot of big spreads. A lot of six, six and a half, seven. There's there's a few in the you know in the teens even. So, not a lot of I mean, great what's games. What's the best game? Is it? Well, is it well, Buffalo. I mean, I have my opinion of what I think the best game is. I think the other thing that that falls into this too is the buy start this week. Green Bay and Detroit. It's weird. Don't they normally put the whole division on buy? 
but not necessarily. It's only it's there's literally only two teams. It's Green Bay and Detroit. But the buys start this week, so yeah, keep that in mind as as we start talking fantasy and things like that. So, what are the games that you're looking forward to this week? Like you mentioned, I, I just it's not a it's not a super great slate, but um, and I mentioned that one already. I, you know, Buffalo and, and Tennessee. I I don't know how much I want to watch it, but I <laughs> I definitely want to see what. Uh, you know, what Tennessee looks like. And, and you mentioned it, you know, we're trying to figure out what Buffalo actually is. So that one's pretty good. The Browns and the Colts actually looks pretty good. I'm not exactly sure um, what that game's going to look like because we mentioned Indy's defense is just so good and Cleveland's offense right now is just rolling. So it, it's, you know, that could, it could be an interesting matchup. Um, I think I'll just go with the Monday night game. I mean, the Chargers and the Saints. Um, You're looking forward to that one, huh? A little bit, yeah. I, you know, Herbert's looked good. He has. Um, <clears throat> still don't know what they're doing. Anthony Lynn mentions Tyrod at every single. I want to know how much Justin Herbert's agent paid that doctor to stab Tyrod Taylor in the chest <laughs> with that needle. Because I mean, that, he looks, what, he I mean, looks what, really good. What kind of fucking mistake is that by a medical professional? Like, does that guy still have a job? That's what I want to know. He better not. I don't know. He's going to get sued, though, for sure. Well, he should be sued, and he also should not have a job. So Yeah. Yeah, so, I, I, you know, I just like Monday night games in New Orleans. I think they're fun, you know. They are. It's not, it's not as great now with no fans, but, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I'm interested to keep seeing what Herbert can do, and, um, you know, I always enjoy watching the Saints. So what do you got? Not as much fun with noodle arm Drew Brees, too. No, with his 4.6 sure. yards per yeah. attempt in the year. I just got a few. Tampa, Chicago on Thursday night. I've been in love with Buffalo since the beginning of the season. Tampa, I was a little slow to come on board, but I'm really starting to love that Tampa team. I like their offense. I like what they're doing. I like their defense. I've been drooling over them the past couple weeks, so I want to see it continue on Thursday night. I think Chicago's ripe, ripe for the picking. That team's – you can take that team every week at this point. They're about to go in a situation where they're about to start bouncing back and forth between Trubisky and Foles. Watch, it's going to happen. So I'm looking forward to that. You talked about Buffalo and Tennessee. If it happens, right, I don't know. what You know, Tennessee's yeah, had know. 16 16 people in their organization that have tested positive for COVID. Now they haven't had anybody test Was positive. Was it yesterday? Was that yesterday, the first day? Yeah, it was either. I think it was Sunday. yesterday. So, you know, they haven't had anybody test positive. So hopefully it stops and they're able to to play. But Buffalo, Tennessee, they're, all, they're undefeated teams still. You know, Tennessee probably would have lost to Pittsburgh this week. But regardless, it didn't happen. So looking forward to that. Buffalo's got to go on the road. That'll be a good test for them. We'll see what they're made of because that Tennessee team has a way of winning games. And then the game of the week, the most interesting game of the week for me, it's the Colts at the Browns. This is this is a much more important game for the Cleveland Browns than it is for the Indianapolis Colts. I just feel that way. The the Browns are in the midst of a culture change, a uh, redirection of, of their organization. I talked about it last week, how this is the first time in a very, very long time where this team actually has an identity. They're doing a very good job of sticking to that identity, but it'll be interesting because the team that they're playing is the best at stopping what they want to do, right? And Chubb just got hurt, so how do they how do they respond to that injury? It's, it's just going to be interesting. So I'm looking forward to uh, that game the most. 
Yeah, and he's a guy that uh, the team loves. You know, they, they love blocking for him, and uh, you know, he's a great he's a great locker room guy. He doesn't not very vocal, but I, they, they love that guy. So it'll be interesting to see. Must win game of the week. What you got? Well, <laughs> I think I think Dan Quinn thinks it's the Falcons, right? I mean, he he might be next on the chopping block next week if they don't if they don't beat the Panthers. So I got I got the, I got that and. Uh, uh, but uh, my actual must win of the week, I'm going to go with Vegas versus the Chiefs. That's interesting. Now, it, yeah, it, it is. It's early. Okay, I, I, I get that. I totally understand that. But I think that they need to try, they as in uh, the, the Raiders, need to try and keep pace for this wild card spot. Now, I think there's probably four teams that we're looking at for the 6-7 and 8, or the 6-7 the and seven seed. That's Indy, Cleveland. Uh, New England and the Raiders, and I'm not, I'm not ready for that. Yeah, like I said, it's it's real early, but you 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 know, two of those teams have three wins. The Patriots are are currently playing, uh, but you know, once they get Cam back, they're going to get back. They're going to start looking right. Um, you know, it's those 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 losses will add up fast on you. And this is a big step for them to to get a big division win. So they're my must win of the week, just to try and keep pace here early on. Who you got for the must win? I really don't. I, I, I told you that when we were in our little pre-show conversation. I don't really have one this week. You know, the good and the bad teams are kind of starting to separate themselves a little bit. And usually when that happens, it it starts when when there's not three and oh, four and oh, five and oh, you know, four and two teams playing each other. Uh, there's just, not, in my opinion, there's not a lot of critical matchups. So I'm going to go with the ones. I'm going to second what you said. I think I, I like that Raiders uh, Chiefs game. I think that uh, I don't necessarily think the Raiders have to win that game. So you think they can settle for a moral victory here? I think they can because I, I'm hearing rumblings that Gruden's not happy with Carr and he's thinking about moving to Mariota. Surprise, surprise. So is Mariota healthy yet? Uh, the, I heard, I heard, who did I hear talking about that last night? Maybe it was on football night in America. Somebody was saying that he's talking about making a move. So maybe Mariota isn't healthy. I don't know. Then maybe it's Peterman. Maybe he's going to the Peterman. I don't know. Who knows? But, you know, you start getting in a situation where you're benching starting quarterbacks, which Gruden is notorious for. That throws the whole organization on its axis. So I think for them to come out and play well, that's another team that's been bitten by the injury bug a little bit. Their receivers are all banged up. Waller was banged up. He played yesterday. So I'd like to see them play well. So let's move into fantasy. Got some guys you like this week. Let's hear it. Yeah, uh, the Cardinals, they're playing the Jets, so just play them all. Play every every Cardinal you have. Isabella, Drake, if he's going to go. Um, Kyler, obviously, Hopkins, play them all. Also, I'll give you a bonus one. I'll give you some bonus ones. Play, play. <laughs> also, play your Giants. I don't think you should roster any of them ever, but if you do have them, stick them in there. They're playing against Dallas, the worst defense in the league. That's a good point. I've dropped most of my – I had Slayton and, obviously, Shep went on the Ingram. IR. Yeah, yeah, Ingram is, is, is probably the only, the only guy I would want to have, but uh, – you know, if you're feeling real spicy and you need a streamer, Dan Jones might be a uh, pretty good play. If I'm ever in a situation where I got to start Danny Jones, I'm just I'm 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 hanging him up for the season. Um, Who do you like? 
you, you said it. I got Kyler against the Jets. In parentheses, I've written they can't stop anybody. So I'm going Kyler against the Jets. James Robinson uh, for Jacksonville against Houston. Houston's got the worst rush defense in the NFL. So that's a guy that he's been having some really didn't wasn't great yesterday, but the last few weeks he's put up a lot of fantasy points. I so think James, he had 15 fantasy points yesterday. It's all relative, right? He was putting up like 25, 30 points the last couple of weeks before that. I mean, he's been he's been really good. So I think there's an opportunity. And on the other side of that, I like a player on the other side. I like Will Fuller against Jacksonville. Jacksonville is giving up 8.0 net yards gained per pass attempt. Okay? That's the most, our second most in the NFL. So I think... Deshaun Watson's going to have an opportunity to exploit that defense and get Will Fuller involved. He, I think, he caught a touchdown yesterday, uh, so he's yeah. He he had a good a good fantasy day, twenty five points or so. I see possibly a repeat of that, or maybe even better. So we'll see what happens there. Who don't you like? We talked about this game quite a bit, but uh, I don't like I don't like Hunt. You know, I don't like. If you're going to go pick up Dearness Johnson, I recommend that you do that. Uh, he was very, very good yesterday. Uh, but I, I wouldn't want to play him this week. I just think that they're too good. Their defense is too good, and we, we just, we've just seen it, you know, the way it bears out. So I, I'm going to try and stay away from them. Miles Sanders, let's see, they're playing yeah. the Steelers, yeah. number two rush defense out there. So I, I'm avoiding him. And then uh, – I'm also going to stay away from the, the Bucks backfield, Rojo and uh, and Fournette if he's back. But uh, the Bears Bears rush defense is pretty good. Uh, but you can you can pass on them a little bit. So those are my fades. We're close. We're close again a little bit. I have all similar to how you said play all your Cardinals. I'm saying don't play any Eagles because uh, that team's <laughs> terrible. Don't play any Eagles against the Steelers. The Steelers have the second best yards per play. Uh, defensively behind the Colts. The one thing I want to say about the Colts is the Colts have not played a team like they're about to play on Sunday, a team that is as physical, physically dominating in the trenches, especially on the offensive side of the ball. The Cleveland Browns offensive line goes out there and just absolutely mauls people, and I know you know that, but I don't think casual fans – It's fun to watch the Cleveland Browns offensive line and their wide receivers just absolutely abuse defenders. Defenders in this league aren't used to being pushed around the way that the Browns offense does. So we'll see what happens there. The other guy I I don't like is David Montgomery. Last week I, I faded Eckler. He got hurt, but Tampa is got a really good rush defense their defense is only allowing 2.7 yards per attempt david montgomery hasn't really been having that great of a season anyways so you know i would be cautious starting him who do you got for some streaming options you mentioned that browns o-line and just real quick they have out of all all offensive linemen that have played a snap they have uh, wyatt teller's ranked has the highest pff grade number one jack conklin sitting at 10 J.C. Treader at 21, and Joel Batoni at 28 of all offensive linemen that have taken a snap. I mean, they're just maulers. Um, <clears throat> where's where's Jed but, uh, at? Is but, he on that list? You know, he's got like a 68 grade, so he's he's down pretty far. He hasn't um, been great. I mean, you're, you don't notice him. He's not, he's, not been, he's not been bad. And and the funny thing is, is he's been a better pass blocker than he has a run blocker, which is kind of, you know, he, his M.O. was run blocker. 
you know, so, so I expect that to, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll start to look better. You know, he's played four games. He's been at, good. At he's been good. Hours. He's been good enough. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Definitely better than what they had out there on either end last year. Um, anyway, so we talking about streamers, streamers yeah. quarterbacks. Let's see. Oh, I talked about uh, this game here. I like, I like Fitz again, if you have him. Um, he's available. 49ers. Yeah, if he's on the wire, I think he's a good play. Just weekly rushing touchdowns from this guy. And, uh, you know, it started out pretty bad yesterday, but they're playing on the road again. They should have decent script. I know that the 49ers, we talked about their injuries, and they're not great, but, you know, if they're going to score points, it's going to be Fitzpatrick doing it. So, And I also like Herbert. I talked about this game on Monday night. Uh, if he does indeed start, I would, uh, I would be comfortable starting uh, him. And then, uh, as I already mentioned, if you're feeling real spicy, man, throw Danny Jones in there. <laughs> Don't do it. I'm fading that that recommendation. Um, one more thing on on Fitzy, on Ryan Fitzpatrick. Flores is very very hesitant to move to Tua, and I know some people are probably not bringing in Fitzpatrick because they feel like you know he may not be the quarterback much longer. It wouldn't surprise me if you see a Pat Mahomes situation with Fitzpatrick where once they're kind of officially eliminated, then they'll maybe let Tua come in and get some run. I think you're going to see Fitzpatrick play the majority of the games this season. So he's not only a short-term option, I think he's a long-term option unless he gets hurt or something like that. So so we'll see. Uh, other streaming options that I have, Scotty Miller. From Tampa, he's available in 90% of leagues. He caught a touchdown yesterday. He's really settling into that Edelman-Welker role for Brady. Uh, Sort of a safety valve, hitting him crossing routes. Him and Brady have shown really good chemistry. Tommy has has a nickname for him. He calls him Scooter. So... Anytime you got a nickname for a guy and, and you're, you know, a really great quarterback, I think you want that guy on your fantasy team. And Evans and, and Godwin, they've been banged up already this season. So both of them, yeah. Pick up Every Scoot. Pick pick up Scoot. Um the other guy <laughs> The other guy is Herbert. You talked about him. You talked you said his name again in 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 the streaming options. He's available in 90% of leagues. New Orleans has given up the second most passing touchdowns in the NFL. That's before the games that were played tonight, so I have a feeling that uh that Monday night game, the original Monday night game of Green Bay versus Atlanta, there may be 10 touchdown passes thrown in that game. EPA for drop back passer. So Yeah. So there's there's a lot of opportunity there with Herbert in the short term. Survivor League, who you got? I know I, we talked about this the shit. I gave division. two la- I yeah. gave two last week and they both hit, so I'm giving you Dallas. They got the Giants coming to town. You know, the, I, the Giants might be able to keep it close, like I said, if you feel if you're feeling spicy and you wanna you wanna uh start Dan Jones, but I just think that they're not gonna be able to score enough. That's it. It's as simple as yeah. If they could score more points, they'd be able to. They might have a chance to win, but they're not going to be able to hang with Dallas. Uh, for me, look, two weeks ago I gave you the Browns. I guaranteed the Browns versus the Bengals is a win. I'm going to give you my second guarantee of the season. You're going to guarantee it. I am guaranteeing Pittsburgh at home versus the Philadelphia Eagles. That is barbecue chicken right there. 
you might as well book it. In your life, would you ever imagine me talking this way about the Steelers? Because I always think the Steelers are going to lose. I just think the team they're playing is so horrible that it is barbecue chicken. Book it. Pittsburgh at home against Philly. Got it. You going to take that one? Uh, yeah, I like that one. I'll just pull up. Uh, let's see here. I just want to see what the what the numbers are on on the money line. It's probably six and a half. Six. Yeah, but I I want to see what the, how much you have to bet to win on if you're betting Pittsburgh on the money line. Here it is, minus three thirty. So you <laughs> so you got to put three hundred thirty bucks to win a hundred on on Pittsburgh. Those numbers courtesy of BetOnline.ag. Put your whole and they fucking are minus seven. Put your whole fucking paycheck on that one. A couple good minutes on college football. I don't want to spend too much time. College football hasn't been great a lot of teams losing uh alabama it was tied 14 14 with texas a&m they ended up blowing them out but they didn't look good early oklahoma lost again that's two weeks in a row texas lost to tcu they should have lost the week before the big 12's an absolute disaster they need i don't know what they need but my guess is right now oklahoma state's the only undefeated team in the big 12 they have a, a really serious chance of no team representing them in the college football playoffs enough shitting on the big 12 I, I think my point got across there games to watch this week another soft week as we wait for the big 10 can i ask you a question before we get into this i've seen this all state espn puts out this e, this all state tracker of which teams have the best chance to make it to the college football playoffs and they have Ohio State at number one with at twenty seven percent. How do you how do you calculate that if you've not seen a team play a game? Just based on what they brought back and everything. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like that shit, man. I, I mean, not, it's not that I don't think Ohio State's going to be good. I just, I don't, I don't. Anyways, another soft week as we wait for the Big Ten. Couple good games, just two. Number 14, Tennessee at Georgia. That's in the 330 slate on CBS. And then the game of the week. This is one that I am actually looking forward to. Number 7, Miami at number 1, Clemson. 730 on ABC. It's going to be a really good test for Clemson. Miami is, you know, they're a good team. We'll see We'll, we'll see if they're able to hang around with them. I think it's more, believe it or not, I think it's more important, a more important game for Clemson because this may be their only strong win of the season right so we'll see what happens with that game but i'm looking forward to watching it let's train anything you got anything on on uh college football uh no just you know that that clemson game i don't know if miami has enough but it'll be interesting to watch and uh you know that's it i'm still disappointed in you from yesterday i just want to we're talking college football so i want to slide this in here so fans all our fans out there. So Donovan Peoples-Jones in the third quarter misplays a kickoff. And Luke texts me and says, what are they teaching this guy at Michigan? So he takes an opportunity for a, a professional football player who made a bad special teams decision to blame the head coach at Michigan. It's such <laughs> an Ohio, not, such an Ohio not, State fan move. <laughs> That was not a bad 
special teams decision. That was day one stuff. Man. It was moving in slow motion. I did, I'm just like, oh, my God. Did you hear they asked Stefanski about it? And he was like, I don't know. He's like, I was running down the sidelines because I have no idea what he was doing. I know we're trying to transition here in the NBA, but I thought Mike Prefer was supposed to be some kind of like special teams guru. The Browns yeah. special teams has been yeah. below average at best. Losing your returner, uh, you know, minutes before the game starts is probably not ideal. But that's a good point. But that doesn't have anything to do with their their kickoff coverage. No, I agree. Now, I granted, agree. Cody Parkey can actually kick the ball through the end zone when that clown Cybert or whoever we had, was it was it Cybert was that who was there yeah. earlier? He couldn't even get. He was kicking the ball to like the five yard line for Christ's sake. Fucking guy. Anyway, okay, let's talk NBA and NBA Finals update. Not a whole lot here. You know, the Lakers are up 2-1 against a banged-up Miami Heat team. Miami got got out to a good start in the first quarter of Game 1, but they were pretty flat over the next seven quarters. So through the end of Game 2, AD and LeBron, they've been great. LeBron has been better, I think, than, than AD has. AD had a really good Game 1, pretty good Game 2, but LeBron over the first three games of the series, he's averaging 28 Nine assists, 11 rebounds, ho-hum. You know just, what you're getting from him every yeah, time. Yeah, I mean, he's fucking death, taxes, and LeBron in the finals, man. Like, he is – the consistency that he that he comes with night in and night out, it's, it's outstanding. In game three, which was last night, Jimmy Butler had a performance for the ages, frankly. I mean, there's really no other way to say it. He put himself in rare air. 40 points, 11 rebounds, 13 assists, 40-point triple-double. He did not shoot a three. He, his field goal percentage was over 70%. If Miami has any chance of, of making this a, a real series, now look, you're not going to get 40, 11, and 13 out of Jimmy Butler again, but you're going to need similar performances, especially with Dragic. Is, is he, he talked about maybe trying to play. Is he officially out for the rest of the series? I mean, he tore his, his plantar fascia, right? Yeah, he's doubtful for game four. Bam is upgraded to questionable. I thought they said Bam was going to play game four. Yeah, the last time I saw they said, it said uh, questionable. That was earlier today. Um, okay. He, his quote was, you know, I feel like I could go, but he's like, I could wake up tomorrow and they tell me no. So if he plays, that'll energize that team for sure. You know, I don't know how much it, it matters. This is what I really do think, though. You don't want the Heat winning game four. You don't want them finding a way. So we need a GOAT performance from LeBron in game four. One of those that we're used to, you know, it doesn't have to be 51-8-8 like he did in game one of the NBA Finals two years ago against when they got swept by the Warriors. The the, the famous, you know, what are you doing game to, to JR. But, you know, I think he needs to do like a 38, similar to what Jimmy did last night, which for LeBron, that's that's not out of the question. He likes to keep his foot on your throat when you're down. And I think this is an opportunity for him to do that. You don't, you just don't want to mess around with this and let the momentum start to swing. If the Lakers shooters start getting cold, if AD starts getting cold feet, as LeBron, you don't want to be in a situation where you're having to carry a team in a in a three game series. It's different when you go into a seven game series knowing, okay, I'm going to have to carry this team each and every night. 
But when you start shortening it up and it's only three games, I think that makes that the task that much more daunting, especially the way that Miami can can shoot shots. With that being said, I I told you last week, right? I think if Miami doesn't go up 2-0 or 2-1, they really don't have shots. So my take on that really hasn't changed much. What do you think? Yeah, I agree with you. I, I don't think there's there's much left here. I agree, I agree with your point that, you know, you don't want them to win game four. You just you just Put them away, you know, finish this thing up. Don't let them think they have any chance at it. Um, and I think you'll, I think you hit the nail right on the head. You're going to see a ridiculous Braun game. You know, he's pissed off. He left the court last night before the game was over. I want to go back and talk about game one, though. So when you're watching that game, you know, you mentioned the hot first quarter. Yeah. What, what are you thinking as you're watching that first quarter happen? Nothing. Okay. Honestly, I, I, Nothing. I mean, listen, you know me enough. You've hung out with me enough over... I mean, we've probably been friends... What do you think, about four or five years at this point now? Yeah. I mean, you know me enough. When I'm watching these games, I don't get too high or too low. I don't let the momentum swing shift me because I... It's just... That's just that's just who I am. I wasn't sitting there going, oh, my God, this Miami team's different than I thought they were going to be, if, if that's what you're asking. Yeah, I was just just curious about about what you know what was going through your head as, as you're watching that, and then uh, just what happened. Then what you, what you thought as you know it swings the other way, and you see that whatever it was that seventy six to thirty point yeah. run. That's that's just, that's what I expected. Where they just I opened mean, them up. I mean, maybe not that drastic. I think Anthony Davis has been a little bit better than I thought he would be. Kuzma's been a little bit better than I thought he would be. Like I said, LeBron's right there. I mean, you know what to expect. But, you know, the guys, Rondo had a really good game, too, where he had almost 20 points. So there's been some guys who have been a little bit better than I thought they would be. Dwight Howard hasn't really been a factor at all. They started him in game one. Well, and that's that's what they were like, okay, we're done. We're not, we're not messing around with this. Vogel pulled him right away. Yeah. And they said they can't do anything with Anthony Davis. And look, I talked about this on the last time. You can't fake desperation. So down 2-0, you, you, your back's against the wall. The Lakers can't do anything to mimic what the Miami Heat in that locker room were feeling. You right. know, Spolstra said after game two, if you want something bad enough, you find a way. You knew that they were just going to come out and have this type. Now, I wasn't expecting that from Jimmy Butler. No. But, but man, was, was he awesome. But He was really good. You know, but I'm just going back to it. Like you're, you're not going to get that. That you're exactly right. You're not getting seventy percent plus shooting from him and forty points, and that's probably what they're going to uh, end up needing. Also, you combine that. Anthony Davis took nine shots. Anthony Davis was not great last night. I mean, he had five rebounds. Now he he had some rebounding issues in in the last series. It didn't really matter because is he hurt? So much better. No, I don't think he's hurt. I just. He he had he had a, he had a couple games at the I think game four and five of that Denver series where he only had you know two and three rebounds, so it's something that's happened before. I, I don't expect it to continue. Plus the rebounding, I mean they all said it. Spo said it in the post game. Jimmy Butler said it in the post game. Well, yeah, they got hammered in the first the, two the rebounding was a point of emphasis for them. And so I talked about that on this podcast before the finals started. You know that 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 they they weren't going to be able to rebound. Well, you know it's a lot harder to rebound when you make 51% of your field goals like Miami did last night. So yeah. I just don't expect that to continue. But just go – and, again, I just want to touch on this with 
going back to game one, I don't think the Lakers are 32 points better than, than the Heat, okay? Uh, <clears throat> but uh, as that run is happening, I have it here. Dragic gets hurt and leaves the game with 431 left in the second quarter, and they're down 11, 54-43 at that point. And he was plus one in game one, so he, he is, a big, is a big factor that he's missed. He's their, he was their leading scorer, and he's probably their best matchup problem as far as that goes. And they're down 32 when Bam comes out with his injury. You know, 6.04 left in the third. They're down 87 to 55 when he comes out of the game. He wasn't really – he didn't I, really have that great of a, a – but he, he, was ba- he was banged up going into the game, though. Yeah, and uh, I think they said he aggravated – they called it a neck injury, but I think he aggravated – the, uh, an older injury so it's yeah. not like he was 100 percent. they said he heard it, it he heard it in the the series before mm-hmm. you know i think it's also very important to remember that the lakers were four to one favorites before the series started so i mean losing those two guys is 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 tough you know but usually it's you know it's lebron on that other side of the injury bug you know happened in 15 um we saw yeah. it with uh with wade in uh in 14 he wasn't fully healthy and, bosh uh, got hurt Mm-hmm. In one of those runs where he was actually out for a couple series, he got hurt early on against Indiana, I think, and he didn't come back until like halfway through the the Eastern Conference Finals. So yeah, right. you're right. So uh, you know, like I, I'm not exactly feeling bad for any for anybody, but yeah, I, I think that uh, you know, as soon as the, as soon as I saw the line for the game uh, for Game Four last night, I bet it. You know, I, I put a what is it uh, minus seven. And is it it's is it Tuesday night? Yeah, it's tomorrow night. Tuesday okay. night. It's actually uh, it's minus seven and a half. Lakers are minus three ten on the money line. So, pretty big favorites again. I just knew after you see LeBron walk off the court like that, and you look at just look at the stats. Like it's just all the Lakers starters except for LeBron had minus fifteen plus minus or worse. You know, Davis was minus twenty six. Caldwell Pope minus twenty six. I just I don't think you see that they shot. Now, look, their, their strength has never been three-point shooting. They shot it well in games one and two. They're 14 for 42 from three last night. Um, I just don't see that these things continuing that way, even if they do get bam back. So you sticking with Nick Wright, 5-5-5? Five, five, five? You going, you going? Yeah, I think you it's, think it's over, over in five? Yeah, I do. I do. So you don't think Miami can win one more? I don't think so. Okay. I mean, if you, unless, you're, unless you're getting another all-timer from Butler. I didn't think they were going to win one. So <laughs> at this point, I think. I mean, I, I, made, I made the pick before the series started. I said Lakers at five. So mm-hmm. I'm sticking with it. I'm out of the prediction business. So. <laughs> uh, you got anything else there? No, that's it. Okay. Actually, who do you think is going to win this MVP if the Lakers do finish them out? I think last night cost AD. I think, I think there was a serious push for it. I think that he had been, he had been the guy. You know, look, if they were close, those voters are probably going for LeBron anyway, but I think this is the first time where it's like, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. And I think last night when you see a guy take nine shots and get 15 points in a game that you lose by 11, I think that that probably, probably ended it for him. Even if he comes out, I mean, he might, maybe he, maybe he goes nuts and, and puts up, you know, 40 or 50 points in one of these two games and, and is, you know, just finds a way to do it. But we, we already talked about, you know, what you're getting from LeBron in game four. So I, I don't even necessarily agree with you. I don't. I don't think that AD really had a shot, to be honest with you. I just LeBron's still too good. He still affects the game and impacts the game in too many ways outside of just scoring. It would be 
shocking to me if somebody other than him won won the won the MVP. So well, that's it. That's all I got. That's all you got. So listen, don't forget to follow us at WC Sports Pod Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Like us, follow us, please. We enjoy seeing our friends, family, and new people that we don't know. We know based on the analytics of this thing that there's people that we don't even know that are listening to this. So we appreciate you. We thank you for that. So follow us on social media. Uh, We are now available on all of your favorite streaming platforms. If you don't want to listen to us on your computer at Believe.com, you can listen to us on iTunes, Google, iHeartRadio, Stitcher. I mean, every single one of those platforms out there were available. And as always, we're brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Check us out today at Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V. And we're presented by BetOnline.ag. Head to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. With that, we love you. Enjoy your lives. Somebody suck me. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube